Yesterday was a Kamloops City Council day, and that means today I get the chance to catch up with the mayor to help break it all down. So I'm pleased to welcome to the program the mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian. Mr. Mayor, how you doing here today? Very well, very well. Thanks. Thank you. So let's start with uh, the budget. So the first look at the provisional budget for 2021 came yesterday. As it stands right now, the proposed tax increase is at 0.49%. Now, I know the finance department was asked to come in with an increase as close to zero as possible. And I know we still have a, a ways to go here before the budget is finalized. But I guess, are you okay with that figure as it stands right now? Yeah, I, I am. I think that, uh, you know, the goal that uh, Council uh, put in front of administration was uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, we weren't going to be uh, an additional burden in terms of the success of businesses and uh, people's ability to uh, pay their mortgages and things like that. So we uh, cut back uh, extensively as well as received a, a considerable grant from uh, the province of British Columbia and the government of Canada. So we have uh, utilized that towards some of the fixed cost increases that we have. And uh, we've come out with about a half a percent, uh, which I think is uh, certainly one of the lowest tax increases I can remember. Now, you know, was Act directed to kind of come in as close to zero as possible, 0.49%, I think, is a pretty reasonable figure. But are you seeing, are you hoping to see that come down at all? Or, or you know, do you want to see any changes made moving forward? You know, and there always is a wish list, right? And, uh, you know, we see uh, both from neighborhoods, from community groups, from counselors, uh, things that they would like to have. But I, I think there's a general acceptance now that uh, this is not the time. Uh, and uh, we need to uh, be ready uh, when we look at the recovery. And, and uh, I'm hoping that we can see another roaring 20s in terms of uh, 2020 to 2029 uh, in terms of our recovery from the impact of COVID-19. 19, but uh, right now, I don't think uh, the time for additional expenditures is there. Uh, what is your worry then moving forward about the fact that the tax increase is coming in low? I imagine that at some point, right, these kind of lower increase wills will have to be made up. And kind of looking at here in 2020, you know, cash flow wasn't as big of a problem as perhaps could have been expected. Revenue losses weren't necessarily as steep as some of the worst case scenarios. Like, is there a, a possibility you see the tax increase for 2021 move up above that half percent mark? And, and if not, I mean, do you foresee this kind of maybe hitting taxpayers at some point down the road? Well, that, that's always the worry that you're just pushing forward an increase in many municipalities that have sort of had uh, post-election zero uh, increases have seen uh, 10 and 12 percent in subsequent years. I think this is a bit of a different uh, scenario. I think what we've done here is looked at uh, where we can uh, save costs because of uh, the impact of COVID-19 and where we're incurring additional costs because of COVID-19. We're uh, expending those through the COVID recovery grant. So, you know, I, I think when we get back to normal, we're going to see the normal kinds of things that push our budget higher, uh, things like uh, wage increases, things like expansion in the community, and and uh, a lot of the increases in utility costs, just like everybody else has in their own home. So, you know, those kind of things will be back on the table in subsequent years. But I don't think there's really going to be a catch-up because of this. I think that uh, we've worked hard and administration have done a fabulous job. In, in terms of, uh, you know, pairing our operations down, kind of hunkering down to weather this storm. I'll, I'll change topics here a little bit. Patios, I know this is kind of uh, something we've talked about quite a bit and has been a, a very popular discussion. It, uh, 
I think this is probably a quick and easy question for you, though. The patio expansion, it's going to be happening again next summer. Seems like a bit of a no-brainer, seeing as, you know, there's a very good chance that this pandemic will be with us next summer. You know, even if a vaccine is ready by then, unlikely that we will have everyone immunized by next summer. So I imagine restaurants are going to be dealing with pretty much the same rules that they have been throughout the course of this year so far. Uh, So I imagine that, you know, patio expansion, a pretty easy thing to put your hand up and say, yes, let's go forward with this in 2021. Yeah, you know, I mean, if there's any silver lining to uh, this pandemic, uh, the patio program, I think, would be one of them. Uh, And and it's sort of a win-win because you're uh, complying with the uh, physical separation requirements, but also uh, you're getting people outdoors. You're having that sort of street scene effect in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the livability of our downtown and and, uh, our tronchial corridor areas. So, you know, that I think is something that we were going to do anyway. And we just uh, did it faster because of uh, COVID-19. And, you know, there's some tweaking that we need to do to the program. Uh, and, uh, you know, we need to uh, figure out how to do it more uh, efficiently and and uh, more and more long-term in terms of some of the interim solutions we had this year. But going forward, I think uh, eating outdoors is something that's done all over Europe all of the time. And I think it's a, a great thing for North America and in particular for the streets of Kamloops. And, uh, you know, the better we can get at that, I think uh, people will respond and they will utilize those restaurants more and more. And, and the pedestrian plazas, you know, uh, city's going to be going ahead with rotating ones next year downtown on Victoria Street. Uh, kind of a similar idea to, I know there has been some kind of pilots of this in the past. It is something that is, I believe, in the kind of the city's plans for the future. But, um, you know, just thoughts on the, the these kind of things going ahead next year. I'm excited to see them. I think they're great ideas, and, and I think it uh, would be good to have a permanent one. But even one on a trial basis is still uh, something I think that probably pedestrians and people who go downtown a lot are going to appreciate. Yeah, you know, that was uh, part of the discussion yesterday uh, about whether we go ahead with the permanent closure of 4th Avenue or whether we uh, go with the rotating block closures in downtown. Uh, Council, uh, in a 6-3 vote, uh, decided to go with the rotating uh, closures. Uh, In uh, my discussions with the city of Kelowna, they uh, were quite pleased with the experiment that they did on Bernard Avenue in Kelowna this past summer. A portion of it was closed and now it's open again but uh, they're looking at a similar kind of thing and the real challenge will be to animate that closed space so that you get people out in that space uh, you take that space back and and uh, uh, utilize it for uh, retail for uh, musicians for artisans all kinds of different things and that makes downtown a more interesting experience and that's really what we want to get to uh, on a permanent basis at some point in time so we'll uh, experiment uh, along with the KCB this summer and uh, look at how that works, uh, find out perhaps which the uh, blocks are the most successful at that and and then look at a more permanent solution uh, down the road. Uh, Here with the Mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian. Now, you did hear yesterday from Acting Social and Community Development Supervisor Ty Helgeson, you know, he talked a a little bit about the concerns around the homeless population or or the more marginalized people within our community, where they may be coming from. Uh, I know he also talked about issues with Vision Quest, um, you know, dropping people off in the city. I don't know if that's something that's actually happening, but definitely something that when it was said kind of caught the attention of our newsroom. But uh, what did you kind of take away from from this presentation? Was there anything new that, that kind of came from this and, and took you by surprise? 
Well, you know, uh, Mr. Huggison provided counsel yesterday with a, a, a good review or a recap of, of the situation. And uh, it's uh, not perfect by any means, and it's not going away. And, and uh, the interesting uh, things that I learned was that uh, our situation is uh, similar to other cities all over British Columbia of our size. And uh, we may be doing better in some fronts uh, than other communities. But there isn't this sort of, uh, you know, uh, homelessness tourism that people are always alleging. And uh, the rumor is that, you know, if you build it, they will come. And so because we are investing in uh, street-affected people in Kamloops, uh, we're attracting them. I don't think that's the case. Uh, and I would really hate to see how many uh, former Kamloops residents are living on the downtown east side of Vancouver. And, and I, I, you know, uh, think repatriation of people is really not not the way to go. I think uh, treatment for the uh, comorbidities that they have is really what needs to happen. And, you know, people with uh, mental health and addictions are not uh, an easy fix. It's a, a fix that starts with a roof over their head and, and a door to lock and a, and a place to uh, call home. And from there, it leads, uh, you know, to controlling their health condition and then eventually leads to employment and, and uh, success. So that's really the trajectory we want to uh, put people on and and uh, the more that we can do with our partners to get there I think uh, the better off we will be as a community so you know that's kind of the uh, gist of the presentation uh, yes there was some uh, concern with respect to uh, you know some facilities uh, and uh, the uh, discharge of uh, their clients uh, into the Kamloops area uh, but I'm sure there's discharge into uh, Vancouver and the Lower mainland as well from that facility. So uh, I'm not overly concerned by that, but uh, we do have protocols in place so people are advised, particularly the social agencies that will be dealing with these individuals are advised and the police are advised of uh, persons being discharged into our uh, uh, community uh, with probation issues and those kinds of things. Yeah, and I actually heard from a West Victoria Street business owner today, obviously very concerned about the ongoing social issues in the area. He's, the person says, uh, you know, that the, the Vision Quest is actually part of the solution and not part of the problem. So I don't want to necessarily throw one under the bus and, and not another organization here. But uh, I guess one of the issues on West Victoria has always been not the actual facilities themselves, but just the congestion and number of them that are in that area. Have you ever, is there anything the city could ever do to, to maybe spread out that? Or, or do you think it's better to have kind of one corridor where, where more of, of these issues are trying to be dealt with? No, that's actually the worst case scenario. You don't want to concentrate or mass uh, these kinds of facilities in any one area. Uh, I think you want to, uh, you know, spread them out into the community where the needs are. And, and uh, you know, right now we see a need in the Valley View area where we have a lot of homeless people uh, uh, living on the riverbank uh, out through that area and really nowhere else to go. Uh, we've now seen uh, up in uh, the Aberdeen area Area with the Maverick development out there, and and uh, we've seen uh, you know with the Brocklehurst area with La Mischief and and those kinds of facilities being dotted around the community is much better in terms of the integration and socialization of those individuals.
I'll get you out of here on this, Mr. Mayor, but COVID, the, the numbers are continuing to rise. We're now sitting around 200 active cases in the interior. Are, I just want to know if you're at all worried about, uh, you know, could we be in for a second lockdown here sooner than later? Or even if we don't go full lockdown and kind of go the way of the restrictions that uh, Vancouver Coastal and Fraser Health were dealing with, um, do you have any concerns about that? And I guess just probably the message to continue to make sure your COVID protocols are in place so we don't get to that point. Yeah, I, I, I'm very concerned, uh, as are our staff, uh, and, uh, you know, we'll be uh, looking at our emergency operations center again here soon. And, you know, it, it's uh, really a, a bad situation in the Fraser Health Authority, and, and what we uh, hope doesn't happen is that that uh, migrates to uh, the Interior Health Authority and specifically to the Kamloops region. Uh, I would really urge the public to uh, avoid travel into those areas that are having high uh, high incidence of COVID-19, and I would uh, urge people to maintain that uh, sort of small bubble that uh, we've been uh, having and uh, look uh, very seriously at the physical distancing and and look at mask wearing uh, when you can't do that and, uh, you know, certainly don't uh, work or expose others when you are ill. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for the time as always. Really appreciate it and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right, that was the mayor of Kamloops, Ken Christian. Now, you heard me ask a question in there in regards to Vision Quest, which is a a sober facility. It treats and houses people uh, in Logan Lake. It's a 60-bed facility. Uh, It's about two-thirds full at this point in time. And I went out there today after my conversation with the mayor late this morning, and I talked to them kind of about what they do and some of the concerns that they had with uh, some of the things that were presented in in the presentation to city council yesterday we had a story that we wrote in our news run uh, following yesterday's city council meeting and the question uh, that i asked was in regards to you know how vision quest is being accused of dropping people off who want to be discharged from the logan lake facility and they're just being dropped off on west victoria street well here's the city's acting social and community development supervisor ty helgson at yesterday's meeting regarding that uh, particular issue We found uh, that the reason for this was their mandate has them dropping off discharged clients at the nearest safe place for them to stay. So in this situation, on weekends, that was Emerald Center. So they would be bringing intake from across the province, and then when people discharged, they would quite often be dropping them on West Victoria Street in Kamloops. In follow-up to this discussion, we recommended that going forward, uh, they communicate closely with CMHA and Alfred, and that they avoid dropping their discharged clients here uh, whenever possible. Avoid dropping their discharged clients here whenever possible. And you heard them talk about it's it's their mandate. Well, it's not quite uh, the case when I spoke with those at Vision Quest. I mean, essentially here, it's it's basically being said it's Vision Quest's fault, right? Why is blame being thrown around here? I have a problem with this. Vision Quest, it's run by BC Housing. You think the people who work at this facility are just throwing their clients to the wolves and saying, see you later, you want to be discharged, here you go. Uh, here's West Victoria Street, best of luck. Um, I don't know, the guy in charge of social issues in Kamloops saying, don't bring your clients here. That's not really a solution, right? Send your clients somewhere else, make it someone else's issue, passing the buck. It helps nobody. I, like I said, I was out there today. I spoke with the people who run that facility. They told me they have a success rate between 25 and 30%. That is phenomenal, right? We're talking about people who are addicted, who have mental health issues, who desperately want help, but relapsing and taking steps backwards, it's going to be a reality for anyone in that situation. Helping one out of every four people, that's an incredible feat in my mind. And the message that we have for them is, hey, when someone needs to be discharged, please don't bring them here. Um, I take issue with that. 